Welcome back to Jokerman podcast about Lou Reed. I'm Evan. I'm Ian. And uh, today is an intimidating uh, day, I think, to me. Yeah, yeah a yeah, little bit. I think so. <laughs> but you know, it's a it's a new it, it's the end of things and it's the beginning of things in some way because this is, if you want to look at it, you know, from a certain vantage point, this is the last Lou Reed rock record. Um. In a way. Yeah, in a sense. In a you know, classic, just Lou Reed rock record. Uh, it's also, uh, you know, the beginning. We're, we're, in two th- we're in the year 2000. The millennium. Things are looking up for the world in the 21st century. I'm sure every year that comes after the year 2000 is just going to get better and better. And uh, that's really kind of the, the guiding light behind this record, I would say. I think the sure. general <laughs> mood and theme of this album is just like, everything's good. Everything's great. I'm really happy. Um, all of the people in my life or that I observe are like normal and regular and just like satisfied and there's no weird sex shit. No, 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 no. There's no weird <laughs> sex shit. Forget about that. That's, P- perish the thought. That's right. JK. JK. Um, there's an interesting thing here where the last record we talked about, Set the Twilight Reeling, is you would think maybe, like if you didn't know any better, I think maybe someone might think that these came out in reverse order that this one was first Mm. like that this is like the time out of mind uh of his catalog i say the darkness before a rebirth the acceptance of the newfound man and and marital bliss and this is like the the dark night of the soul but of course that's not the case and actually the self-acceptance and emotional intelligence and therapeutic working out of transgressions of the past to make way for a a brighter future for yourself with another that that has already happened and then uh, there's this <laughs> this is the dark night of the soul record well yes i mean in general yes it, it is interesting and this you know uh, this is the challenging angle of this record i think to me and I, 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 you, you mentioned it was imposing um, or intimidating earlier. Um, I don't know if you find it intimidating for the same reason, but for me, this this record is really one. Maybe of all of the Lou Reed records that we've talked about so far, this is the one that really challenges you, challenges me at least, to separate. You know, to use that classic phrase that we all know and love, the art from the artist, and like, you know, it, it's really common and uh you know lou himself has brought it on you know many times throughout his career 
to conflate the characters of a song, right? You know, whoever's speaking, whoever the, the person, uh, the, the narrator or the, the character or whatever, you, you want to assume like, oh, that's Lou Reed, right? We're, we're speaking about him. He's, he's writing about himself, especially when he says I or whatever. And on this, re- like, it's, I find myself even now, like, having difficulty figuring out to what extent any of these particular songs are Lou Reed speaking as Lou Reed, are Lou Reed speaking as the character of Lou Reed, are Lou Reed playing a totally different part? It, it asks a lot of you, I think, as a listener to interpret it. It's because uh, musically, there are challenging moments. I don't think it's like a super, it's certainly not Lulu. Um, it, it's not anywhere near as um, discomforting, I think, for your typical Lou Reed fan. This sounds like a rock record most of the way through, but just at a writing level, I think he's... I mean, it's 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 an extraordinary object. I think he, this is really kind of the apotheosis of Lou Reed, the writer. I agree. You know, the the yeah. the artist um, uh, interested in doing the brothers uh, Karamazov thing with a rock song, as he put it. You know, at one point. I know what you mean uh, because in the album Ecstasy, uh, which is what we're talking about. Oh yeah, that's right. It's um, full of challenging passages, to say the least. It's yes. it's what I think. It's why I love this record um and i think that there's a couple ways of looking at it regarding what you just said and i've come to feel that what's so valuable about the record is that it it's a record that trusts you to handle it if it was lou reed's mission and it was to create rock music for adults and make it into it an adult art form that has everything that that word can can uh involved um i think this is the final step toward his final evolution and creating that situation which is mm-hmm. that he knows now uh what he can do i think he's he's he has come to a place of self acceptance of working things out uh and finding a place of equanimity i think that is sort of what what we see on set the twilight reeling but it's because of that he's able to he can afford to go deeper than he ever has before with more authority and more confidence and it trusts the listener to be the adult too that can go with him yeah um into that stuff without it being like in the past where there was always this feeling like he is, is it actually, is he actually in trouble? Like in his life, is he physically in trouble? Like, you know, with bottoming out and like all these songs about actually being, uh, an alcoholic mess. Yeah. Yeah. There's Lou Reed and there's quote unquote Lou Reed, you know, the, the, the character Lou Reed, you know, those that's, there's a clear tension and push and pull throughout the whole career. But here I think that he's mastered, something about what Lou Reed is for himself, which allows him to free dive into the most profane, uh, outrageous, shameful, shameless, shameless. Yeah. (laughs) Territory that he, that he has yet to go. I mean, with some exceptions, I think we'll bring up some precedents in the Mm. past. Um, Sure. I think the blue mask has several of those. Oh, absolutely. But, this is a record that takes that as the starting point. And then Lulu is, is that taken uh, further than, yeah. than the end, 
beyond the, beyond the limit. Ecstasy really is kind of a, like a dry. I don't even want to say it's like it's a dry run because I feel like that's doing a discredit to Ecstasy. Like he didn't achieve everything he wanted to on this record. But I, you know, I think he was he was fixated on a lot of the same concepts, ideas, themes, and certainly attacking the art, uh, you know, with the same, you know, similar kind of strategy as a writer and a uh, communicator. To follow up Twilight with this record, and it took four years, so, you know, it wasn't like it came out immediately or anything, but in the discography, this is, this is the next one after that, and that being a record that is so clearly identified as, like, this is Lou Reed speaking to you. You, know, you, get, you get it on the cover, it's him just staring at you, mm-hmm. you know, uh, on the face, uh, and you've got Egg Cream, and you've got NYC Man, and you've got Hang On Your Emotions, and, like, these songs are so clearly, like, that is Lou Reed talking about Lou Reed and his life and his experiences in the past and in the present. And then, and, and then to come here, and you've got fucking songs like Mad and Rock Minuet and obviously like a possum, which we'll get to, uh, you know, a little ways down the line. You know, your your natural inclination, my natural inclination is to say, oh, this is this is now this is Lou Reed in two thousand, as opposed to where Lou Reed was at in nineteen ninety six. This is him again speaking to you directly. But I really I don't think like, you got to fight back against that. Yeah, that is not the case here. Um, you know, I, I think that he's absolutely present in here uh, in many of these songs to some extent. But this is. It's not a diaristic record by any means. Um, it, it's closer to it's closer to a storybook kind of record the way that New York is, I think. But it's not. It's also not New York because New York is clearly like we're talking about Romeo Rodriguez and Juliet Bell and Mr. Waldheim or whatever. Like those are clearly characters. He lives in this really uncomfortable, um, unknown, uh, difficult to parse space here where you just the netherworld I mean, really yeah you can just never kind of get a fix on on who it is that is speaking to you and what exactly they're trying to communicate here but um, it's not it's very often not good uh what's being communicated or what uh, that's right yeah it's just uh it's not good and um that is right. i think that it's a it's because of a, a kind of artistic strength that he's developed that he can be here doing that and do it in this way that feels unconcerned with what that does uh you know just like putting it out there and making a record full of songs that absolutely have nothing for for radio nothing for for kids there's no there's no kids meal there's no happy meal on ecstasy any of the sweeter moments that are here are hard earned through other moments yeah and even the ones that sound sweet are heart wrenchers, uh, are, are gut punches in, in many cases to me. So some, a few songs on here that are absolutely baffling. So, um, <laughs> well, it's, it's, we'll, we'll come back to the time rocker material when we get there. But uh, with that, I think, I don't know. Yeah, let's just, let's do it. This is a big one. So we got to get getting. Paranoia, key of E. Yeah. Like ecstasy. That's right. <laughs> Great rock song. That's one thing that we didn't say there in our big, you know, uh, elaborate throat clearing uh, there at the beginning. This is also just a record full of awesome rock songs. And it's not it's not as easy, you know, the, we don't have Dirty Boulevard here necessarily. Like it's like like you said, it really isn't designed for radio play whatsoever, but it's it kicks ass. Yeah. And Paranoia Kiavi, I think, is like exhibit A in just like Lou Reed is here to kick ass and play guitar. 